Okay, we're in John chapter 10 today, and this is the next uh, what's called an I am statement that Jesus makes. And here he says, I am the good shepherd. And just a little word about continuity. So last week we learned about the man born blind who Jesus healed, and then he was cast out of the synagogue and uh, away from his family. And Jesus went to find him, and very much being the good shepherd that Jesus is, and in that context of going to find this now healed uh, blind man, uh, Jesus talks about being the good shepherd. So let's listen and listen for the word of God as we look at John chapter 10, starting at verse 1. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he's brought out all of his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep, and all who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who's a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. And for this reason the Father loves me, because I lay, my, I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me. But I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up. Again, this charge I have received from my Father. So there was again a division among the Jews because of these words. And many of them said, he has a demon, and he's insane. Why listen to him? And others said, these are not the words of one who's oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? And that's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, love that passage. And, you know, reading it just now, it hit me. It didn't hit me in studying is how many times does Jesus tell us, I am the good shepherd. He says it again and again to make sure that we, we get it. You know, I don't think there's any other image or picture of Jesus that has such power and attraction as the picture and image of the good shepherd who gathers his sheep, calls them by name, who cares.
cares enough for his sheep that he would lay down his life for his sheep. And, and when I think of Jesus, uh, for me, that's one of the main images that comes to mind. And I think one reason for that, though, is the church I grew up in, North Lake Presbyterian Church, North Lake, Wisconsin. There was a picture, stained glass window, looked a lot like this. And uh, maybe this is the picture that comes to your mind. It's Jesus with a sheep in one arm and a staff in the other. Uh, this was in the, the window, stained glass window of the church. But maybe you remember the cross that used to hang in our sanctuary. And here's a picture of the stained glass part of that cross. There was a shepherd there and a sheep. And you couldn't see it from sitting in the, in the congregation area, but there was a plaque on that cross that said, I am the good shepherd from John chapter 10. The, uh, actually, the refresh team were working on finding a place to hang that cross on a permanent basis uh, in somewhere uh, in the church building, the worship part of our sanctuary building and so we hope to have that installed before we come back but here's another picture of the good shepherd maybe you remember this when ron garcia painted a whole series of pictures on the 23rd psalm and this is the one he did for the lord is my shepherd so i want to talk this morning about this beautiful picture of jesus being the good shepherd because he he is a good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. And so when I say that, I don't mean that he's a good shepherd. You know, he's, ah, he's a pretty good shepherd. The shepherds go. <laughs> no, that's not what it's saying. It's saying he is the good shepherd. You know, there's other shepherds in the Bible, pretty famous shepherds. Uh, I'm not going to name all of them, but the, the, the kind of the top three. There's Abraham, who's the father of faith. Uh, Abraham was a really good shepherd. Abraham had many, many flocks, and God blessed Abraham, and because Abraham was blessed, Abraham has blessed the generations, because we are all his spiritual children, his spiritual sons and daughters, and so we are kind of like sheep of the flock of Father Abraham. But then Moses came along, and in Moses' life, part of his life was spent tending the flocks, when he was in exile from Egypt, and one day when he was tending the flocks, do you remember what happened? He saw a burning bush, and God spoke to him. He saw this bush that was burning but not consumed. It didn't burn up, in other words, and God spoke out of that bush and said, Moses, uh, you're not going to be shepherding sheep anymore. You're going back to shepherd the lost sheep of Israel and bring them back to myself and free them from Egypt. And then King David, who wrote most of the Psalms, he was a shepherd boy, and before he went to fight Goliath, he went and told Saul, hey, I'm going to go fight Goliath. And Saul, Saul said, you know, David, you're pretty young, you're pretty inexperienced, I don't think it's a good idea. And then David said to him, well, you know what, Saul, I am a shepherd, and I have fought a lion, and I fought a bear, and I killed them and saved the sheep, and God was with me, and I'm going after this Philistine giant just like I've gone after a lion or a bear and the Lord will be with me. And so it was his credentials as a good shepherd, a pretty good shepherd, that David was empowered by Saul, and actually really empowered by God, but allowed by Saul to go out and fight Goliath. And you know the rest of that story. So Abraham, Moses, David, pretty good shepherds. But on that day, when Jesus healed the blind man, and the rulers and the 
of the synagogue cast him out, cast him out of the community as a punishment for following Jesus, Jesus went searching. He left, in a, in a sense, he left the 99, literally, and went after the one. And he found him, and when he found him, he said, I am the good shepherd. Now, we translate that, I am the good shepherd. But literally, if you go back and and just read it the way it is in the original language, it's pretty interesting. It actually says, I am the shepherd, the good one. I like that. Jesus says, I am the shepherd, the shepherd, the good one. Jesus is declaring to everyone who has ears to hear that he is the shepherd of shepherds. He is the true shepherd. He is the ultimate shepherd. Abraham, Moses, David, good, okay shepherds, but they were just a foreshadowing. They were just images. They were just pictures of the shepherd to come. The shepherd, the good one, the true shepherd. And it's interesting as we talk about those big heroes of the Old Testament, Abraham, Moses, and David, uh, shepherds, the shepherd was used as a shepherding was an image of ruling and leading and uh, protecting just as a king would or as the Messiah would. And so a shepherd is very much a picture in prophecy and other places of the Messiah, the coming Messiah. So Jesus says in uh, verse 11, I am the good shepherd or I am the shepherd, the good one, the good shepherd, the shepherd, the good one lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. You know, when the Lord is your shepherd, when the Lord is your shepherd, it's then and only then you can relax enough to lie down in those green pastures. You can relax enough to slow down and walk freely by the still waters. You can relax and rest and restore your soul because you know that the shepherd, the good shepherd, is keeping the wolves and other predators at bay. We can be in comfort and peace because he's got a rod and he's got a staff. Now the rod in one hand, that was to keep the wolves, the lions, the bears away, keep the predators away. The staff was often used to pull the sheep close and keep them in close to the shepherd. When the Lord is your shepherd, when the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want You shall not want any other shepherd because the Lord is the good shepherd. You know, today I just want to ask you to consider, do you know that good shepherd? Is the Lord the shepherd of your life? You know, pity the poor sheep that are scattered and don't know the shepherd. Jesus had compassion on the people, and one day, he was like moved to tears and he looked at the people and he said, they are like sheep without a shepherd with no one to guide them, no one to lead them, no one to protect them against the wolves. You know, I came across a story about some sheep 
that weren't shepherded all that well. This is a, a true story, 2005, a little town in Turkey, and every morning the, all the people would bring their sheep together, and very much like they did in old times, in Bible times, they bring all their sh sheep together so that they're like one herd, all of the sheep grazing together from this town. And the shepherds are kind of watching over them, and the news story said there were 1,500 sheep gathered together from all the different people in the village. And the, she the sheep were eating breakfast, and they were grazing, and so the shepherds thought, well, we should do some grazing too. So they started cooking breakfast, and somehow when they were cooking breakfast for themselves, they got their eyes off the sheep, and they started really talking among themselves and cooking and getting breakfast ready, and something spooked the sheep. And to this day, no one knows what it was. Maybe it was a wolf or some other predator. Maybe it was a noise. Maybe they were just disoriented. But they looked up, and suddenly the sheep were running, and they were running towards a cliff. And one sheep took a flying leap off the cliff, fell to its death. All the other sheep followed, and 1,500 sheep jumped off the cliff. Now, they didn't all die. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. 450 of them did die, but those 450 created a pillow, <laughs> a cushion, for all the other sheep to land. So the others were okay. But they lost like close to 500 of their sheep. They were sheep without shepherds. Their shepherds were not paying attention. And when there's a sheep without a shepherd, the sheep are known to run, to scatter, and they're following whoever's leading. And that one sheep in the front led the rest right off the cliff. You know, in the world we live in today, there are many who would lead us astray. And while God does send us lots of teachers and guides and pastors and leaders, we always have to remember that the chief leader, the chief shepherd, is our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's Lord Jesus Christ we follow, not any one of his assistants. Because we want to be careful that they don't lead us astray, like that sheep led all those other sheep astray that day in Turkey. So we have a good shepherd, though. His name is Jesus and he has come to bring us life and bring it more abundantly. Uh, he has come to seek and save the lost sheep. And as we see with the man born blind that he goes to find, and as we're told in the other Gospels, he will leave the 99 to go find the one. And when he finds that one, we're told that all of heaven rejoices that there's a soul saved. He says, I am the good shepherd, I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. That's verse 14. You know, when a village would take and put all of their sheep in common together, either to graze or together for the night, often they would be in a common pen in the heart of the city, and there would be someone who would stay with them and guard them during the night. And then in the morning, all of the shepherds would come and they would call their sheep. And it's amazing, the sheep, know they really do know their shepherd's voice. And the sheep, out of that big grouping, would come out and gather to their own shepherd. Uh, I saw this great video, and I think I've played this in church maybe before, but it, it's just so wonderful. I want to play it again. This is an actual experiment of a shepherd in Norway 
And there were some international students uh, visiting Norway, and they went out to see this uh, shepherd and his sheep, and they did a test. They had the students give the same call the shepherd would give and see if the sheep would respond. And then after the students each got a turn, then the shepherd takes a call. And uh, let's watch this together. And uh, I think you'll really get something out of this. It's really good. One more time. time I see it, it's just so deep when the shepherd comes and he calls, man, their heads perk up and they start walking over. And what I think is really interesting, too, is he walks out of the out of the picture. I don't know if you noticed that, but he walks off to the side. All the sheep, they they kind of go to the side, too, and they're they're like they're following him and uh, they they know his voice. And the, the shepherd knows the sheep by name. Do you know the shepherd today? There, there's a wonderful story. Uh, it's an old preacher's story, but I've just got to share it today because it's just very powerful about the good shepherd. Uh, the story is that there was a good speaker. He was a famous speaker. would go from town to town and uh, uh, a gospel speaker, and uh, he would uh, give an uplifting, encouraging message. And at the end of every message, he would recite the 23rd Psalm, and we just read that together, but I just want to read it again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. 
my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, this speaker was so good that the story goes, whenever he would recite by memory the 23rd Psalm, when he finished, there would be applause and uh, standing ovation. People were just thought, wow, excellent, just excellent uh, reading from or recitation of that psalm. And one day in, in one town, he finished, and an old man stood up and said, um, that was that was wonderful. I would that psalm means so much to me. I would like to share that psalm too. And the old man started reciting the twenty-third psalm. And when he finished, there were no applause, but there were no dry eyes. There was only weeping, and there was praying. And the speaker was asked later by a reporter, this said, you know, hey, you did it, and there was applause, and this guy did it, and there was weeping and praying, and people were moved, and they didn't applaud because it, applaud because it would have ruined the, the moment. And the speaker said, well, here's the difference. I knew the psalm. He knew the shepherd. Do you know the shepherd? You can know about the shepherd. But it really comes down to, do you know the shepherd? Do you know the voice, his voice? Do you come when he calls? And I'll tell you, this shepherd who calls us, he says, I have other sheep. You know, we're the other sheep. Did you know that? <laughs> we're the other sheep. He says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice, and there will be one shepherd you know, the, the prophets hinted at this. Jesus did not just come for the people of Israel, but he came for the whole world. John is telling us over and over again, he's the savior of the whole world. He's the shepherd for all of the sheep. The people in Samaria got this. The blind man got this. But would Israel get this? And would his disciples get this? And the question today is, do we get this? You know, we talk about being a healthy missional church, and healthy is, of course, pursuing Christ, and missional is pursuing Christ's priorities in the world. Uh, Jesus is our shepherd. He loves us dearly, and he's pursuing us and wants us to follow him. But he has other sheep that he loves too, and he's pursuing those lost, wandering sheep. And we're to pursue the priorities of Jesus were to be after those lost sheep also. We're called to be out there standing by the cliff and showing the sheep that there's another way and leading them to the good shepherd, the shepherd, the good one. You know, he is such a good shepherd that he lays down his life for his sheep. You know, we have that line in the 23rd Psalm, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, it says, I am, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. He says, I lay down my life that I may take it up again. Now, we need to hear that. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it up. 
this charge I've received from my father. You need to hear that. You know, a lot of people in the history of world, the world have given their lives for other people. When soldiers go out and fight to defend their country, they're giving up their lives many times for those they love and care about. But, and it would be awesome for Jesus to give up his life for us and protect us, but that, in the, in the flesh, that's just like a one-time thing if he can't take his life back up again. If Jesus comes and protects us one time and fights off that predator and he's dead, he gives up his life, well, that's, that's wonderful. We were saved that day, but what about the next day and the next day when we have a dead shepherd? And I want to tell you today, we do not have a dead shepherd. We have a living shepherd. Jesus is not just a picture on a stained glass window. He's not just a story in an old book. Jesus is alive. He laid down his life and he took it back up again. He is alive and he is here and he is seeking and saving lost sheep. And how do I know this? I know this because I'm a lost sheep and I was found by the good shepherd. And if you haven't heard it yet this morning, I'll say it again. He is the shepherd, the good one, and he's calling your name today. He says, come unto me, all who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And maybe you were close to him once and you've gone astray, but maybe you've never really known him. I want to say, end your restless wandering today. Stop running and running and running and getting nowhere. Enough hand-wringing, enough fear. Come and lay down in the green grass. Come and be still beside the still waters. Come and have your soul restored. Come and get walking on the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So that when you do walk through that valley, the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. The Lord will be with you. His rod and staff will comfort you. And when people don't understand you, when people put you down or reject you or let you down like they did with that man born blind who was healed. I mean, man, he was healed. He came to God and then everybody turned against him. When, they, if, when that happens to you, and it might when you find the good shepherd, know that the good shepherd will lift you up. He will anoint your head with oil. Uh, he's so good, he'll prepare dinner for you right in the faces of your enemies. <laughs> and surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And our shepherd is so good that it doesn't end there all the days of our life because it even goes on after this life when we're with him in heaven when we'll dwell with him in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Let's uh, join together in our closing song as the worship team comes up. You know, I'm thinking just looking at this picture that I have up right now that Ron painted for us on the 23rd Psalm. I think I might put all those pictures up on Facebook again uh, later uh, today so you can all see them because it's been a while since we've had those up so let's worship the lord with our closing song let's let's praise let's praise the shepherd the good one today <laughs>